0: This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode number 41. This episode features Nick Balsero. Nick is a comedian, comic writer, a uh, funny dude, and a friend of mine. Nick is sort of at the beginning of his career, but I see good things ahead for him and good things happening for him right now. Uh, I had a great time talking with him. He has a really unique, fresh perspective, um, and I think he's a voice to listen to. So, without further ado, this is Nick Balsaro. Let's have a conversation. That's some nice bass in your voice there you know it's good uh so nick how do you say your last name uh, Balsero. balcero nick Balsero, man how you doing i'm
1: doing doing pretty well man doing pretty well and uh how long have you been in new york now i've been in new york for about six years six years and where from
0: before that and originally
1: uh philadelphia born and raised
0: Nice. Yeah. Um. So straight from, like, did you go to school or did you come straight after high school? I or? came
1: straight after high school for college.
0: Nice. And where did you go to school? Here.
1: I went to the new school.
0: That's right. Um. What did you study there?
1: I went to the liberal arts college for, like, writing. Mm. Mostly fiction and poetry.
0: Nice. And did you get into the poetry s- Seen at all?
1: Um, not really. I enjoyed like the literary aspect of it, but I never got into the performance and or like spoken word, uh, type of it. Um, I, cause I never really felt like I had the vigor or like the passion for the poetry, but the stage always did call me. So I had to figure out what exactly that would be.
0: Um, so when did you start figuring that out?
1: Um, the first ever, like open mic I ever do, did was like at college orientation. Like in Philadelphia, I never stepped foot on a stage whatsoever, so I wasn't even a comedian. I was just like class clown, jokester. But to like make that transition to no, like you have to take the next step was just like in front of all of my new peers that I ha- I haven't even introduced myself to. Eight minute set after someone that was doing I think comedy in San Francisco prior to even coming to the same school. So I was like, what the fuck.
0: Um, how did, how did sign up work for that?
1: Uh, basically it was just in a big room and they're just like, Hey, who wants to go up, raise your hand. So it was like one of those, like, you just got to like feel it, raise your hand and just go and do it. Um, so did you have
0: anything, did you have anything written or anything, any ideas on what you were going to say? Or did you just wing it a hundred percent?
1: Um, I would say I winged it about like 87% because I had like a few like, you know, just like those jokes, you know, you could throw around. But then once I started like getting into it, the improv took over and I just did this whole bit about being on shrooms. And it was just like three minutes of just great act outs. And I just ended after that.
0: So was, was it kind of love at first sight, bite, try? Or oh my God, you want to call dude, it. that
1: high was the most amazing high ever. The shroom's high or the high <laughs> from being on stage?
0: The high from being on stage. <laughs> nice. Um, so then you kind of knew like from that, from doing it, um, you knew that that was the direction you wanted to go. Oh, dude, just, I was hooked. So then you, did you start doing it more while you were in school? Did you start doing more open mics or what? how did you kind of go about it there?
1: Um, yeah, someone, I, I had no, I had no idea how open mics even worked. So, um, I just, some, one of my friends was like, Hey, I know this cool spot on, uh, the St. Mark's that has an open mic every Tuesday. You should check it out. went there, you know, failed a bunch of times, a bunch of times. I was such a little asshole looking back on it now that it was just so bad. And like, I don't even remember, like, cause my, my original stage name was Nick Balls. I didn't. You remember Nick Balls, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the name that I went by all the time, and I feel like I definitely embodied the namesake for that. But now it's just Nick Balsero. Oh, I've I've grown. The balls <laughs> have dropped, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> um. So from there, so doing the open mics, kind of just tell me what what happens and how what you learn, kind of as an artist.
1: Um, what I learned as an artist was that. Um, you know, just cause the place is giving you this amount of time, um, means that, you know, you can, you don't just go up and just do take that six minutes and then don't take anything away from it. Right. If you just go in, do it and then feel satisfied with, Oh, you know, I have my validation for the week, then you're never going to go anywhere. Cause I've seen at the mics that I was at, that it was just like this circle, like this secular echo chamber of like, just like... Decent validation, people feeling like that respite from their like normal backbreaking everyday lives that we all probably go through. But if you don't go in with like, I want to work on this, this or this, and I need to see what this, like the exact wording and timing. Like if you don't have that down to a T, you're not, that's not time management. You're not managing your time. You're not progressing. You're basically just going to flex for a bunch of people and then getting drunk with them afterwards. And then I realized that, like, sure, that's that's if you're a hobbyist. Like, if I just wanted to be a hobbyist, if I had, like, a decent day job, and I was like, well, time to go get my jollies, right, I would do that. But, no, it's like I wanted more, more, and more. So, like, at first I would just go have fun, you know, be the big guy on campus, you know, just feel, feel good about myself. But then eventually it was like, no, I'm never going to go anywhere if I don't utilize this time. So then I started practicing. I went from, like, one-liners or, like, little bits or, like, just talking about Asian and me being Asian. I'm Asian, by the way. This is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I went from just doing those like top of the line, superficial, just like, whoa, drugs and this is my identity, but not really because I'm not opening up. I wasn't vulnerable. I was playing a character. That's what I realized eventually. It was I was playing Nick Balls. I wasn't being me on stage. I was playing a caricature of myself.
0: Yeah, which I think um, that trap definitely happens to a lot of comedians, um, and it can be successful, but then it can be a gilded cage. Uh, what springs to mind is, uh, I think we, we've talked a lot about comedy, but um, Bobcat Goldwith. Right. Do you know him at all? A little bit. So his thing in like the 80s, he was in these police academy movies, and he did this character with this voice. And like as a little kid, I thought that was just his this guy's crazy ass voice. Mm-hmm. But it's was this character that he did so much that he got hired to do that voice. So he got acting work like in comedic movies to do that voice. And so then I'm sure like his one of his loves cuz he's he's a pretty interesting dude actually. Um he directs a lot now also mm-hmm. and um so he's he's a grinder, but like I think stand-up comedy is one of his first loves and for a while he couldn't do, he couldn't develop his work the way he wanted to because he'd go out to do a set and people, were, where's the voice? You know? Right. Where's the voice? <laughs> right. um, that was kind of the voice. Uh, gravelly, <laughs> goofy, funny dude. But yeah. So then you started working on being you. Yeah. Which I think is, it's like acting, comedy, all these things. You are playing versions of yourself. And, you know, for me, like i i like the people who i feel like are being super honest
1: right cuz it's like it's like uh, with anything there's like this disconnect cuz there is like performer audience and like you're casting illusions right and i was just like these are just minor spells like i'm like i just like just like a shit wizard i'm like hey these are he, look at my illusions and people are like oh they're all right and i'm like oh but i could do so much more right so i was trying to cast the illusion where it, like the illusion that it is perfectly me and i am being myself but you still know that i'm casting that illusion and it's the illusion that i would like to cast and when i feel like you have that behind yourself, it just like glows that much brighter for anyone that's taking the illusion in.
0: Yeah. Um, that's also interesting. I feel like, like if you're doing something like Nick balls, like you, that's also casting spells in a way where you're kind of forcing yourself to be like a certain way, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think you realize it at first, but if you present yourself a certain way, um, like, you got to be careful. Like if you're not presenting yourself as who you are or who you want to be, like be sure whoever you're presenting is who you want to be. Like it doesn't have to be, it could be something you're aspiring to. Right. But if you're kind of presenting yourself down, like if you might be selling yourself short and then you kind of, yeah you diminish you can diminish yourself
1: if you're not careful no it was literally selling myself short because my last name is balsero so it's like b-a-l-s right right so i literally shortened who i was to be balls right so that makes perfect sense and eventually i was like no i am cutting myself short balsero right
0: yeah (laughs) um so how's it going for you now like what's you're what, early to mid twenties, I think?
1: Uh twenty four, going on twenty five.
0: Yeah. So I was right right there. Yeah. Um <laughs> so in a way, um you everything's in front of you in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you definitely that time I, I believe like for a lot of people, like you definitely grow a lot from eighteen to twenty four, mm-hmm. eighteen to nineteen. Like yeah. there's a lot of growth and hopefully it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think most people by 24 have some sense of themselves. Um, So now it's like, it's the beginning. And the secret is it's always the beginning. But like, really, you're at the beginning. Uh, Where do you, like, what are you excited about right now? And kind of where do you want to go from here?
1: Um, What I'm excited about right now is just, um, now that I know that I can just go on stage and speak, I'm like trying to figure out like, what am I trying to, tell people like mm-hmm. what not i don't want to be like overly political because like if you want political comedy there's like just turn on your tv the people are doing it like the best go do go do that right so i don't want to do a mean, poli- like
0: the actual people in politics are they're well, just doing a good job they're
1: doing a good job too but also the comedians that are also talking about them doing a good job a yeah. good job air quotes <laughs> it's entertainment value great the cost of reality consequences awful right right <laughs> But I'm um, looking forward to just having a message, or like what I'm i standing for, like what my own personal philosophy is. Um, what am I trying to? Am I am I trying to teach? Right? Like comedians at this point are like public intellectuals in some way, shape, or form. It's like what am I trying to? I don't want to say teach because that seems a little presumptuous on myself. But like I want I don't want I want you to laugh and learn a little bit, like and make people think, right? Make people think. That's what I was looking for. I couldn't think of it
0: well, you know, collaboration uh, (laughs) is key. (laughs) (laughs) It is. That's true. Um, You told me like, so you've had some opportunities maybe to like some possible writing and some possible acting opportunities, right?
1: Yeah. Possible writing opportunities, not necessarily so because I just haven't had the time to like really polish out my um, written voice. Right. It's just working. But um, someone at the local coffee shop i work at uh, norma's uh, corner shop he's there all the time and he got he's i think he's instagram famous but i don't have instagram so i didn't i don't know him via that i just know him from giving him his iced tea three times a day mostly every day which is a funny thing i've never seen him eat food before it's just iced tea working on stuff and then one day I went outside just to, like, practice because I knew I was going to go hit up mics after work. And I just practiced a few of my long-form bits on a smoke break with him because no one else smokes there for some reason. And he's like, you know what? That's funny. Like, I don't know how it would be on stage, but I like it. And then just, like, the next week, he was like, hey, I got this opportunity from Comedy Central to... um." Make some videos for their uh, social media. Would you be interested in being in them? And I was like, Oh wow, right? You really like me. He was like, Well, one, you're good, and two, I don't really have that many friends, so like, <laughs> you're in it. I was like, That's happy. I'm happy and sad for me and you.
0: Right. <laughs> that's good though.
1: Yeah. So that's a that's definitely an opportunity because it'd be like first like exposure in any type of acting and or just like digital presence because mine besides my own personal Facebook is like.
0: Have you thought about um writing like narratives? Meaning like uh, scripted stuff.
1: I have thought about that. I was thinking about um it's just like oh I don't know if it would be a web series, but I don't know what narrative that I was I'm trying to like put out there really. Cause like if it's cause they say like write what you know. I'm just like a content nice person most of the time. Like nothing nothing crazy really happens that I could be like, oh all this funny crazy shit happened, right? I'm like, well it doesn't really happen like that anymore. No one wants to listen to like the comedian have like a normal, healthy day and then go be funny, right? Who wants to watch that?
0: I don't know. So that's kind of what Seinfeld was based on. Like that kind of situational um nothing happens plot, you know? Right. I, I like that actually. Um yeah, like I I think there's something about that as a way to you can talk about issues without beating people over the head with them you right. know if it's like they just kind of come up right Instead in a casual of like, way versus like you know uh, what i mean yeah casual racism man. casual could be, racism could be hilarious <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh actually i'm working on a i'm working on another sketch called casual racism friday where basically um, one of the employees mistakes a flyer for casual Friday that says, just be yourself. So all of the minorities in the office are dressed down and like just like normal, you know, casual Friday clothes. He comes in full business regalia and just like minorly racist to just everyone. Just like, (laughs) and just thinks it's okay. And just like does it all. So that's in the works, which is funny, casual racism. Um, But what the one narrative that I've always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do was I wanted to do my own like coming of age story, but have like everyone in my family cast normally or who I would cast them as, but have the star a white person. So like I cast a white person as young me. And then basically it's just uh, it would be like a a film or like it would be like me making the movie about me telling this white person how to be me in the context so it's kind of like a reverse whitewashing where like in a sea of yellow you just put like one white dot i'm like that's me everybody that's who i am (laughs) kind of like subvert the whole thing yeah 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 (laughs) write it i know write it it would just be like full just full asian family and just one white person that is speaking like me and doing me but i feel like that is a way to like turn and be like you know like I can imbue all of this, my own personal life into this, but then it's like it's like from it's from the bottom up instead of the top down, right? And so like Ghost in the Shell casting Scarlett Johansson. No, like I purposely want to do this from the beginning. <laughs> and well you know, yeah, I should probably start writing that.
0: Yeah, why not? Like uh write write it and see what happens. You know, I think the thing that's interesting about writing is if you start writing something you never know. Like, until you put it on paper, it could be the next big thing. Yeah. Or it could be the thing that you wrote before the next, like, piece that you created as an artist. Right. Like, whatever it is, it could be another medium, mm-hmm. but something just creating works, I think. It's always a um, new beginning. Creates new work. Yeah. Like,
1: you know? Mm hmm. i just been, I don't know. I feel like I've been, I've been, like, a little, like,. <sighs> timid about like opening the floodgates like throughout college the uh, teachers told me they're like hey it's all swirling around in that pothole infested brain of yours (laughs) just like focus and then I don't know because like I feel like when I'm like oh I'm busy I'm not doing this it's like all of these like excuses I give myself to not like sit down and focus because I feel like sure once the floodgates open and I see everything like part of me you know the little insecure part still there you know it's just like what happens if it's not good enough right get better yeah you see, know what I mean? exactly um, yeah mm-hmm.
0: uh i'm still working on like focus and stuff um and i'm my mind's all over the place with ideas but what i find it's like i think i've always known it but what i'm finding right now again is like the more you do it like the more you use the ideas that are popping into your head and do something with them. Like it gives you more energy. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Cause it's like, Whoa, there's a lot of stuff I want to, you know, get yeah. out and I don't know if I have enough time, but it's like, start writing it, you know, start <laughs> doing it. Like, and it, it gives you more energy to keep going. It gives fuel for the fire, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense.
0: And it's also the other thing with, with writing scripts particularly is, it doesn't matter if the first draft is, isn't good. Right. You could still end up with a good piece. Because right. you like if you have something, you can go and you can tweak it and you can revise it and make it into a really cool thing.
1: That's true, man. Because I, I disagree with Jack Harowax's first thought, best thought. No, man, you got to refine these things. There's a the whole process. Like if you put crude oil in your car, your car is just gonna blow up or something, right? So you have there's, there has to be a refining process.
0: I think it can be both too. Like it, like so. Yeah, refining you can always do. But also, yeah, first thought, put it down on paper versus first thought, second guess that thought, like second guess yourself before you even start, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's a better interpretation. It's just one, like, you know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Or, you know, I think that's, I mean, try to interpret things for your own devices, you know what I mean? Like spiritual uh motivational whatever like whatever works for you mm-hmm. that's what i that's my opinion anyway you know <laughs> what i mean like if it works for you like you know and you know like when you when something feels right like yeah I more us- that yeah i usually
1: run with it yeah yeah
0: so how often are you um getting up on on stage
1: um like mics i try and do at least two to three since my schedule has been like really like cramped but like before i was hitting at least five to seven throughout the week because my schedule was good um just looking for that stage time man um you know i have my own show that i run but that's like bi-monthly so it's you know something to look forward to And a large that's a long time but it also isn't so just like polishing my material where i finally do go and get the shows where like i can let because they're like so like few and far in between where i treat them like hey do your best for this one because it may lead to something else and not only do you have to be good on stage you also have to be like just a pleasant person to be around and i'm like trying to focus on both you know Because like sure you could be great on stage but if you're already an asshole no one's gonna fucking want to have you on your show because you're gonna be in the space shadow darkening it all yeah (laughs) i'm trying to bring light to people's lives that's really what it stems from trying to make people feel good and like get better Because, like, the whole point of me even trying to be funny was because, like, I came from a very just, like, moody, depressed, immediate family. So they're always all grumpy and grouchy and slouchy. And I'm just like, hey, guys, like, things are fun sometimes, you know, get a laugh here and there just to make their, you know, make their lives a little less dreary. Because I might be the first person to say this, but life fucking sucks, man. (laughs) Never heard that
0: before. (laughs) Never heard that before. It's we hard. were talking recently we were talking yesterday actually about having to laugh at things because we're all gonna die or laugh we're all gonna
1: die you can't laugh when you're dead man yeah. can't laugh when you're dead like you, if you can look into the endless void and then we were talking about this last night yeah. and I'd laugh at the void's face and be like i'm already dead inside i figured it out yeah <laughs> Because you're dead inside, but that doesn't mean you can't create life outside of yourself, right? I feel like everyone's dead on the side or everyone's, like, their iPhone battery slowly draining. But doesn't mean you can't make those calls. doesn't mean you can't send those texts. Still got some juice, in that, got some juice in that iPhone. Still got some juice in the iPhone, man. You Keep going. You better plug that iPhone back in yeah. and I'll recharge it. <laughs> you gotta recharge it. But everyone got to figure out what their USB port is because not everyone has the same USB connector.
0: Hey, man, sometimes you might have to reset. You know what I mean? You might oh, have shit. to, like, start over again you know you might have to upgrade right you know we're talking about life and we're talking about iphones we're talking about (laughs) literal and metaphors you know Uh, i think we were also talking about uh we were talking about dna did you have you done a dna test no 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 and i think you told and i was like i'm gonna do one i think you told me
1: they sell your data to a third party you're like they already did they already are yeah man (laughs) and
0: also when they make the matrix i want to have a shot to come back and get plugged into the matrix right because they
1: have your entire thing they They have to have the dna to do it okay so you're like in you're in the genetic database so when they finally reset the simulation i have a
0: chance to come back and be neo from the matrix and (laughs) you know restart the whole thing because that's it's a fruitless simulation everything repeats you know you can't stop it. It's pointless. I don't know why. What? I don't know why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> Nothing matters. We're just floating through air.
1: Just floating through. It. In fact, I think this was just an excuse to have coffee together. It's true.
0: <laughs> and but I also like mean that, and I also mean, um, and it's very important to understand. The meaning is that we are here. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that none of it matters so it's like such a blip in time and space like but definitely it's this time this space D- enjoy it while you know mm-hmm. like you have like you have that choice like enjoy it
1: yeah it's Do like something it's with like it. the it's like the the playground versus prison dilemma where some people view life as a playground look at all this stuff wow there's a fucking slide you like the swings look backwards on the swing it's great then you have people in a prison like i can't believe i'm trapped in this mortal coil Look at all these mindless drones around me. I could not fathom how anyone can live because I cannot live. It's like, bro, eat some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eat some ice cream. Go for a walk. figure some shit out, man. Cause like, it, even if there was like an unequivocal like equation or like sentence that like summed up all of life, what the fuck are you going to do after that? Like, it's about finding or making not just like, I don't know. People just want it easy. Like, oh, here's your purpose, right? No one... <laughs> here it is, right? If, if like, people want life to be an RPG video game, not the hard ones that, like, were before they got all cool graphic. Now they want, like, the Skyrim fast travel. They want that objective marker constantly. Everyone needs an objective marker, and if they don't have that objective marker, they're just lost. They're not looking at the fucking cool 3D mountains. They're like, what the fuck? Where's my quest? My quest! Uh
0: Yeah, like, it's, like, if you haven't found... Like, I think we're lucky... And if you kind of know the thing or the things that you really like and want to do with your life.
1: Yeah, it's a blessing.
0: Yeah, and it makes makes things a little bit easier because you have the focus. So it's like if you're working like just a nine to five on, you know, other things just to pay your bills and then you have to double up your time to do the thing you really want to do you're not you're not miserable in your spirit like you actually have more energy than you should right you should be fucking exhausted, exhausted. yeah but it gives if you, you really air. like if you really give into like the what you really want mm-hmm. like it gives you like it gives you energy and motivation and it's, and it's fun like yeah you know what i mean the thing is that thing that you want like yeah there's work involved but to remember also in the pursuit of it to keep like, enjoying the process of it. Like, if you don't enjoy the process, it might not be the thing, you know? And if you don't know what the thing is, then you should try a bunch of, like, you should just live your life and try a bunch of things. Right. And then, yeah, listen to what feels
1: right, Right. you know? Yeah. No, you gotta keep trying. And I feel like, you know, because when, when some people don't know, you know, I yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, oh, I should just kill myself, right? Like, it's just like, I feel like, if you kill yourself, you don't go to hell, right? If you kill yourself, like you just immediately get born again, right? Just immediate, like, wow. Right? <laughs> there's no rest, right? The one thing that you wanted forever, nope, you get you get thrown right back in it, and like some of this, like in like a weird, sick reincarnation type of way, where you're just like right back in it because like there's no escape from this, <laughs> and I feel like that's what it is. Like there's no escape from consciousness. Like once you're here, you're there. You can try and get out of it, but they'll send you right back in. But then I feel like. If you just keep killing yourself, you know how in video games difficulty goes down. Like to help you out. Like I feel like after you kill yourself a few times, you you were born with the objective marker, and you're like, oh no, this is what I want to do with my lifetime. I figured it out. Here we go. Um, so I just want to tell all the listeners, you know, maybe you should kill yourself. It'll help. <laughs> mm. No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It's a terrible <laughs> bit.
0: Bushwick Variety Show does not uh, oh. condone. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, not the views of. Uh... Bushwood Variety Show.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just goofing. Uh. Live, because we're gonna die eventually.
0: Yes. Yeah, so this is dark. This is like an interesting conversation because it's it's positive on the one hand and very dark on the other.
1: Right. It's like one of those um like sad songs with like a happy upbeat and like major key. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's kind of comedy, though, in a way. Yes. Like, some of the best comedy, anyway. Because um, that's it, you know? Yeah. A comedy of errors.
1: Casual casual plus tragedy equals comedy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, so, who are some of your favorite... Uh, who are your, like, influences, if you have any, or who are some of your favorites that um, you kind of...
1: Let's see. I really liked uh, I really like Mitch Hedberg just for like that cool, like laid back, like, you know, like that cool drug guy that you might not have been friends with in high school. It's kind of like killing it right now. And just like the observational whimsical. Like it was like it was like cool, like whimsy cool. And like, I feel like we we all have like we only have like stuck up cool now. Right. Yeah. We don't have whimsy like, hey, man look at this cool thing, right? No no one does that anymore. They're like, oh, you like things, right? That's like the worst.
0: Yeah, I like things. Bro. Yeah, dude, you know? I like
1: things. It's like, oh, you like that thing? It's like, yeah, I like this thing. Oh, right? That's
0: one of my favorite things. Like Facebook's a time suck and blah, 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 but I like it. I just like limit myself and I have the notifications turned off on my phone so mm-hmm. it doesn't disrupt me too much. Right. Um, but like when something comes out, some movie... And some people are being super critical about one thing or why people shouldn't like it. Like, on the, like, fan page. And people are, like, going. And sometimes people would just comment, like, it's okay for people to like things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't have to like them. Right. But, like, I can. You know? Exactly. And I will. I'll, I'll enjoy them for everybody who's doesn't want to have a good time. You know? I'm going to have a good time.
1: Yeah. Because I feel like... The one thing, the one, the most annoying thing to the joyless is someone else's joy. Yeah, and I feel like that's where that stems from. So like, if they're like, they're, it's just some deep, deep rooted issues where like just being projected onto like the last Jedi, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, time's tough for everyone, but like, what's wrong with Asians in space? Like, chill, the <laughs> right? <laughs> chill the, chill the fuck out. Like, like he didn't say anything about Sulu back in the day. Like, we just have more in space now. Like, it's great. It's great. It, there's more black and more Asians in space. Like, we're fucking, we're, we're killing it. We're getting in there, bro. Getting in there.
0: Getting in there. We're coming, we're coming for
1: you sci fi. We're coming for your sci fi. Hide your sci fi. You we're know? coming for it. Coming for your comic books, your sci fi. Oh, shit. That's what it is, man. Cause, and oh, right. Cause they're like, oh, this is our stuff. We yeah. grew up on this. Yeah. I, I, I thought all of these characters looked like me.
0: When a lot of like myths, like, you know, all of those sci fi comic books really like they're all based on like ancient myths ancient our stories actually yeah. like our myths and our histories like mm-hmm. that's what they're they're from like their heroes
1: journeys and if you think about like the jungian collective unconscious and like the archetypes that pop up throughout all cultures it's a human human ethos human myth human it has no, it's not it's not a Western European myth right now. No. It's just like it's uh, it's it's a myth that pops up in everyone's brains, all across the globe at various different times throughout the span of history, right? You know what's
0: crazy? I've been thinking about lately um, is Superman. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the worst <laughs> um, in some ways. Like he's the worst super because he's just invulnerable. Like except from Kryptonite, but like. Uh What is interesting though is the backstory of Superman and like coming from this advanced alien planet that like advanced technologically but still managed to kill themselves and right. we' got all these wildfires and like some people still not acknowledging because you know you watch that as a kid, it's like how could you not know the scientists are telling you to say like warning playing, you yeah. um, oh my God and you weren't doing anything and like, yeah, man we're like,
1: we're, we're, we're Krypton with, right now. Yeah. Also, I don't think that, um, Superman would be allowed in Kansas in modern con- political, because he's an alien. Right. Superman's an illegal immigrant. Yeah. <laughs> Superman is an illegal immigrant on earth and the United States. They didn't fly out. They didn't fill out papers. They didn't fill out any papers. You know, he they just, just sent him here. They just, he was just in the middle of Kansas. So like, they can't they smuggled him in. They smuggled him in in a blanket. Right. Mm-hmm. He should, he would have been taken immediately. So like. I don't know like if they're like oh yeah like the ubermensch the people that are trying to be like the superior race like like a superman superman was an immigrant immigrants are what makes america great <laughs> Super, superman's the ultimate immigrant he saves everyone it's true i think they forget that like he's not a united states citizen yeah legally he's not nope i mean you can't call ice on him cuz he's fucking superman but
0: they try they try <laughs> they try um so you're not on instagram
1: no i'm not i was waiting for my eczema on my face to clear up
0: man like i told you character Oh, right character
1: yeah no because someone at the bar last night was like hey do you have a bruise on your face i was like no it's just my eczema he's like oh just like this weird like little patch i'm like yeah you know i think it adds character He was like yeah it does i was like it makes me a little more sympathetic he's like yeah i was like sweet so now I can get away with saying more fucked up shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, because if, if you have like weird eye bruises, you can say whatever the fuck you want. People are like, he's going through some stuff, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, like I swear, like this scar I got um, on my bike, like right before I started meeting with like casting directors and agents and stuff. And I was like, fuck. But I was like, well, you know what? I got some stories to tell. And I'm, I want to play the people who might have some stories to tell, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Exactly. Like That's,
0: that's what I, that's what I would like to represent,
1: you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I think you should get an Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's just some advice just cause a lot of people are there. Um, and I, I like it cause it's just, just take some pictures. They don't even have, they don't have to be all of you just like your observations. Right. right. Um, you could write like captions and stuff. Um, I'm like, I'm doing, I'm not super deep into it and I don't think you should be either. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think you should also get a website, um, start doing some stuff.
1: Yeah. Like get that social media, social media game up.
0: Not even so much social media, but like get, start, um, filming your sets and start putting some stuff out there. You know what? Why not? Yeah. We'll talk about that later, but I I believe in you, man. Thank Um, you, Alec.
1: And that means a lot. Um, Cause we went like a whole year and a half without even like seeing each other whatsoever. And then I just saw you one day, you're like, Hey man, you still doing that awesome thing you're doing? And I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. We, we all need that. We all need like feedback from each other, from other people, from the world.
1: You yeah. Know what I mean, no, um, it's, it's nice to have your support. Like it's cause not, a, not, not a lot of people just be like, Hey man, you're doing good. Right. I don't hear that that often. So, I feel like everyone, especially in artistic endeavors, like which is like liable for you to feel like the biggest piece of shit ever. Like if you're creative and you're not creating, you just feel awful, right? So just to hear like someone say like, no, you know, just keep it up. You're you on to something, right? It just, it builds that inertia and that energy that helps you just keep going.
0: How, when do, so we work together um, at Pine Box on Wednesday nights. Wednesday You can night. come see us every yeah. Wednesday night. Um
1: super busy late night yeah nine to nine to four
0: you know you might hear some comedy sets late night um you know some entertainment in the bar of some some form or another late night at pine box um but i was gonna ask see you come from another gig before Mm -hmm. how much time do you have in between usually
1: uh let's say i get out at seven and i have to be at pine box by nine
0: so not much time no, um, just because there's that open mic they do at Pine. Yeah,
1: usually I like I would I, like cause I, if I could, I would go right to work to the mic and then to the thing. But I'm like, I need that two hours for my yeah. sanity. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise it's just gonna I'm gonna be an ineffectual worker, and I don't want that to happen. Cause yeah, because then, then I can't be like, hey, put me on the mic. I work here, which I probably can do because you know, it's, yeah. it's that. I'd be like, hey, house needs to go on stage.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Although be careful with the, you know, don't no, make. I'm, yeah, no, I, I, it would be
1: like in the last group. I'm not going to be like, hey, hold the show. I'm here fully open. No, I'm not going to do that. I'd be like, hey, can I just go on last? Right. That'd probably be the best one. Like, just let me close it out so I can go wash cups behind the bar. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, because usually at this point, I, I, I ask, where's the best place for people to find you? But I guess Facebook.
1: Yeah, Facebook. Uh, Nicholas Mongolian Beef. I'm the only Mongolian Beef uh, on Facebook, so it's very easy to find. It's pretty funny. I've been doing the caption stuff there. Got some stuff. I post about my stuff. I'm um, usually at the Footlight uh, out in Ridgewood. Um, they have an open mic there every Monday that I go to after work. Um, so that's one way to see me. Um, I'll be at the I think Brooklyn Commons September 7th. I got 15 minutes there.
0: What day of the week is that?
1: A uh, Friday. Yeah, it's like a, I think it's a comedy and music show, so we'll see how it goes. Those are always iffy for comedians. Like you really got to bring it, otherwise, no one's gonna pay attention to you. But I'm loud. I'm a loud, boisterous Mongolian. I can do it. And um, but, but then I have my own show, which is at the Footlight called Rush Hour that I uh, run with my friend C W Headley, and it is on September 11th, which is a Tuesday.
0: Cool. Uh, what time does that one start? That one starts around nine. All right. Nice. Um, I'll definitely have you remind me of those. Um, yeah. Sweet. Although I'm recording this, so I got them right there, (laughs) (laughs) but also remind me, you know, um, is there anything else you want to talk about right now? Um, no, not that I can think of. Do you have any final thoughts for the world for the podcast? Final thoughts for the podcast.
1: Well, you were talking about the 23 and me. And then I always like saying that like I'm Mongolian and so is everyone else. So it's like 23 and me and me and me and me. And I was trying to like further the bit. I was just thinking about it walking over here. And I was just like, wow, like Genghis Khan is the most successful human being with like the most descendants ever. But that also means that he must be the most disappointed dad. Like (laughs) the, (laughs) the most disappointed dad, like millions of descendants not one single empire like how awful must he feel like holy shit like he's the ultimate disappointed father and i think that's hilarious <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> well cool man um i think that's good how you feel about that i feel good me too man well thank you for coming and sitting down um thank you for having me i'll be sure to share those shows coming up uh coming up in september All right. um and you know Share things in the future. All right. Yeah. Keep doing it, man. Doing good.
1: Thank you. You too, Alec. All right. Peace. Peace.
0: So that was my conversation with Nick Balsaro. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed talking with him. Um, I'll keep you posted to all the things he has coming up, all the different shows. And I'll have links to where you can find him online and keep up with where his shows are and whatnot thank you very much for listening uh keep doing your thing as always if you like the show so far please subscribe share rate review uh, get involved do your thing in your own community um, and i will see you here on monday or i'll talk to you on monday bushwick variety show peace